At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in hour number three of the VSN Bet Center. I am Brady Cannon, live from the Circa Resort and Casino in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. My partner Holden Kirshner is along via Denver, Colorado, as we sort through this Sunday of college basketball, hockey, NBA action. Hopefully, we'll get some baseball in the next month or so. But I want to take a look at the action currently going on in the association. The Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors have tipped off in San Francisco at the Chase Center. And so far in the early going, it's been all Warriors. They were a short favorite at home, laying three and a half with a total of 218. I was thinking I might like the over the total in that game. Right now, they are on pace to fall right at 218 as the live market has it at 218 and a half. Warriors out in front of the Dallas Mavericks early 24 to 12. They have moved to nine and a half point favorites in the live market and hold we were talking about possibly getting involved in this game, but we wanted to find out what what was the status of Clay Thompson. And we had our guest on, Dieter Kurtenbach there, who informed us it was just an illness, not COVID-related or anything, just basically battling a flu bug or what have you. He is not in the lineup. He did not start, and he will not play tonight. But so far, no problem for Golden State, as they have now jumped out to a 27-12 advantage. So deep, so balanced. Yeah, Clay's not in there which is why we really didn't decide to take the, any of the pregame action there, especially with you in the total, which actually is a nice look. I still wouldn't mind it. I can't imagine that uh, Dallas <laughs> 12 points in the first eight minutes of this game, but it just goes back to the Warriors and how darn good they are. I mean, there's a reason why they're right up there with the favorites to win the championship this year. It's not just clay and Draymond will be back and clay is going to be back sooner, you know, probably in the next game. I think they play on Tuesday. Uh, Wiggins has played much better this season. I'm looking at uh, Gary Payton, Gary Payton, the second has stepped in here and done a nice job as well. Just up and down be elites, a pool. Uh, you, you really got to be excited. If you're a golden state warriors fan, after going through the hell where everybody got hurt, and now they're back in the mix. Steph Curry carrying this team um, with Clay out, with Draymond out, and I'm telling you, it's uh, it's a 15-point lead, so I don't think I'm going to get into the side, and it might actually be at a point to where there's no reason to bet the side anymore, but the total, again, what was your rationale for the total 
And do you think we might want to get in on it? Because there's going to be, what is that stupid term? Positive regression from 12 <laughs> points in eight minutes for the Mavericks. And I can see Golden State continue to light up uh, the Mavs from the field. Yeah, you would expect this game would be closer if you trust the original line of three and a half in favor of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, I was thinking over the total possibly because the absence of Clay Thompson on defense. Now he does contribute, you know, typically 15, 17 points, something like that, but he plays awful good defense too. And, and I don't see Dallas as a great defensive team. We know Luka can score the basketball. I just expected that, or it just looked to me like 218 might be a little low at first glance when I took a look at this game when we were previewing it. Um, the in-game total, they just flashed it off the screen here, but at last glance, it was 220 and a half. I think if I could still get 218 and a half, I might dive in on the over. Now, the scary thing there, Holden, is you've seen this a thousand times. If you do, if this does become a blowout, that's not a good sign for a game going over the total because you're only going to get 80-some points out of one of the squads, and that'll typically keep the game under the total. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too. It's also a situation in the NBA, and I think college basketball, too. A big mistake that a lot of live bettors make is just betting in the middle of the game. Like The two teams are playing. They'll be watching TV. Oh, let me hit this right now. It's always advantageous, A, to hit it during a commercial break. But even more than that, let's just let this game breathe a little bit because you brought up a just a magnificent point with the blowouts, and they happen a lot in the NBA, and this doesn't really feel like it should be a blowout in the end. Right. I mean, everybody's in there that we need in there for the Madricks, DFS uh, for the for the Mavs, DFS, Doncic. They're, they're all in there. Everybody that they need uh, is in there to bring this back. So maybe it's something where we sit back, relax and look at it at halftime and see if there's the number that we like at halftime. And if you don't like any other event, you can always move on to the next game. That is a great luxury that we have as betters. We can always pass. The underdogs uh, prevailing here in the other two contests that are currently going on, the Detroit Pistons now a six-point advantage over the Charlotte Hornets. They were 10-point underdogs on the road at Charlotte. They lead 58-52, to 52, just about 30 seconds left before halftime there, and the Hornets are still a favorite in the live market. No respect for the Pistons. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets laying four and a half points in the live market. Market, your total there at 224 and a half and the Houston Rockets with a five point advantage on the Los Angeles Clippers and the Clippers are the favorite in the live market. It's 50 to 45 Rockets, but the Clippers are laying two and a half points here in the live market and 213 and a half for the live total. What do you think about that one, Holden? Would you maybe lay two and a half with the Clippers at this point or would you want to take it with the Rockets? Obviously, the Clippers uh, closed as seven and a half point favorites prior to tip off. Getting them at just two and a half now is possibly a bargain. I'm kicking myself for not applying the information that I had into a first quarter bet because the Clippers and the Lakers, very emotional game. Clippers taking care of that. What happens? Houston comes out and outscores them 28 19. I do look, I do like your look. We can make it a show bet if you'd like. Halftime is right around the corner. I wonder where this thing settles in at 50 to 45. I don't mind a Clippers bet, especially since they got that first quarter out from under them. 
The Penn State Nittany Lions are not making a game of it here at home. Nebraska looking to get their second conference win of the season, moving to 2-16 and 16 in conference if they can close this one out. Still 16 minutes left in the second half, and they are leading Penn State by 23 points, 58-35 to 35 in favor of the Cornhuskers. They are 13.5-point favorites in the live market with a total of 150.5. What about this one, Holt? And this is kind of interesting. I mean, do you want to take the Nittany Lions now getting 13 and a half points and they were 10 point favorites heading into this game? We started the show and I told you, I, I said, Nebraska Penn state is not a game I'm interested in. And then I'm, I did put Nebraska plus 10 and a half. I don't want to get back into it. I'm still not interested in this game. I just want to know what the hell is going on in college basketball this weekend. How is Nebraska going into Penn state and leading this game by 23 points after all the crazy stuff we've seen after Maryland upsetting Ohio state after the top six teams in the nation going down yesterday. How do you explain Nebraska one and 16 in the big 20 in the big 10 with a 23 point lead? I know. Get me the heck away from this game, Brady. I want I, this cockamamie stuff right here. I got no read on how Penn state is down by 25, 20, is it 23? 23 points right now into the second half. And on the road for Nebraska, too. A 23-point uh, uh, yeah. lead on the road. Just abs- It's just a part of this weekend that we've seen in college basketball. Hopefully we get more craziness as we roll into the NCAA tournament. Uh, Holden, you and I, uh, at the beginning of the program, we were talking about golf. And, of course, uh, Wes Reynolds, my partner, and Matt Humans, we host the Long Shots program here on VSIN. In its fourth year running now, the Long Shots show where we we do a golf betting uh, preview of each and every PGA Tour tournament every week. And uh, Wes had hit three outrights in a row, and he almost had another one this week. He had a guy in the mix who finally just unfolded in the end. Adam Svensson uh, was just one shot off the lead today, but then uh, eventually unraveled on the back nine. But Sepp Straka gets his first ever PGA Tour victory. He holds off Shane Lowry and Daniel Berger. Daniel Berger, one of the top 20 players in the entire world was trying to win this thing wire to wire and had a five shot lead heading into Sunday. He ended up shooting a four over par 74 and finishing in fourth. Sepp Straka won it with a birdie on the final hole, getting to 10 under. Shane Lowry came up one short at nine under par and local UNLV rebel Kurt Kitayama finished in third place, his highest finish ever on the PGA Tour at eight under par. But Holden, you were talking about getting into golf betting and and I've heard so many people echo the same sentiments and I really think it happened about a year and a half two years ago or so during the quarantine and the pandemic when nothing was going on except basically golf and UFC and, and so many bettors were looking for any sort of excitement anything to do any sort of entertainment and they started getting into golf betting and, and it's really I mean it was already growing before that but it seems like it's becoming more and more popular and people are really falling in love with betting on golf. I had Wes Reynolds on my Denver city cast uh, last this past week, because I wanted to get his thoughts. You pick a three outrights. Are you kidding me? Here's why I love betting golf now. And again, it wasn't even on my radar, the odds. I mean, you've got your cash in seven, eight, 10, sometimes 50 to one tickets. Plus it's a four game sweat. And if you can have one or even two guys 
as part of maybe the last three or four in the hunt, you can hedge things out. It's just, it's the first two days, I don't worry too much. Once you hit the cut, those last two days, it's about strategy. It's about cashing big tickets. Yeah, uh, it's it's my favorite sport that I've never bet to bet. Yeah, I mean, how many sports over the course of just four days can you cash a hundred to one ticket? You know, no. I mean, that's typically not a futures market uh, that that is uh, very common, and, and that's really part of the excitement with betting golf. But I want to ask you: Have you gotten into betting the head-to-head matchups? That's really your best chance to turn a profit. The odds maker will create, you know, Daniel Berger against Sepp Straka or something like that, and you can bet on who is going to go lower of the two. I'm glad you brought that up. Head-to-head is the way to go. It's the safer way to build bankroll. And then let's try and hit the big one in the tournaments, right? Absolutely. A little needle in the haystack every now and then does nice things for your bankroll. But really, the head-to-heads, it's where is that. And unfortunately, I've been on a little bit of a bad run the last couple of weeks in the head-to-heads. We'll be right back with more in just a moment on the Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Betting with Beeson's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The Beeson College Hoop experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early values. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the Beeson College Hoop experts on Sunday, March 13th, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. 
Pacific, and it's free at vcin.com. Brady Cannon and Holden Kushner with you here on a Sunday afternoon. The NBA is in action, and there's more yet to tip off. Right now, the Detroit Pistons leading the Charlotte Hornets 58-54 at the half. The Houston Rockets also ahead at the half. Big underdogs at home to the Clippers. They're out in front 50-46. to And the Golden State Warriors after one quarter. And there's a high-scoring quarter for you, Holden. We talked about this game possibly going over the total. 37-24 to right now after one frame in favor of the Golden State Warriors. We are now going to be joined by Trevor Lane. He is a host and a writer for the LakersNation.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. And Trevor, thank you very much for joining us. The Lakers, another one of those games that is tipping off a little bit later this evening, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time. The Lakers hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. And the Pelicans are getting a little of the money here. The Lakers opened as two-point favorites. It's pretty much one-and-a-half consensus, but I have seen some shops drop the Lakers all the way to just one-point favorites. And I guess that's understandable, Trevor. I mean, the Lakers have obviously not been all that impressive all season, and they've lost seven out of their last ten. Yeah, it's been, it's certainly been a rough season for the Lakers. You know, you look at their last couple of games that they've lost. They've been close games down the stretch where you would think, okay, a team with LeBron James, they're going to find a way to put a team away. And they just have not done that. So I'm not surprised that you're seeing money coming in on the side of the Pelicans who have been very, very good recently. They've been, been really good, especially over the last 10 games or so. It looks like they've really turned a corner. And again, the Lakers, they, we haven't seen much really to inspire a lot of confidence in this Lakers team, despite all the talk that they've had about a change in the energy since the All-Star break. We have seen them play a bit harder, but it hasn't resulted in wins up to this point. Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating with this team going forward, but just going backwards real quick, two nights ago, LeBron James was talking to you guys a whole bunch about his future. There's always going to be speculation with him. He decided to open his mouth up at the all-star game. What were some of the things that he tried to convey to the media the other night about his future in LA? Well, he, he said he said an awful lot, but he did say that that he sees himself long term with the Los Angeles Lakers. He did say also that he leave, he lives in the moment. So that kind of you know leaves a little bit of uh, of room for for change there in terms of what his decision is. But for right now, it sounds like he does want to stay with the Lakers long term, wants to figure things out this offseason. They're going to work together to see what they can do to sort of rebuild or reshape the roster for next season. He also made it sound like a lot of the stuff that was coming out of the all-star break was simply being overblown and that he was being taken either out of context or misinterpreted in terms of what the meaning was behind praising a lot of other GMs around the NBA saying that he could, was it closing the door on coming back to Cleveland? He said a lot of that stuff was not meant to be a shot at the Los Angeles Lakers there, you know, question whether that's damage control or not, but according to LeBron, he wants to stay with the purple and gold for the long term. Trevor, what about Russell Westbrook and his future with the Los Angeles Lakers? It seems like this guy has really taken a lot of flack in both the media and social media, you know, coming down the stretch, uh, clutch shots that have been missed and, and you know, his shooting being off the mark. And, no, he's still, you know, getting some assists. He's still able to distribute. He's still able to put up a triple-double every now and then. But it seems, by and large, it has not been a great project, Russell Westbrook going to the Los Angeles Lakers. What's the mood down there in Southern California about the future uh, former UCLA Bruin? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of frustration among Lakers fans about Russell Westbrook. You can hear it at, well, now it's Crypto.com Arena. When he goes to shoot a three, sometimes you hear the crowd groan or when he turns the ball over. So there's certainly <laughs> frustration there. Um, it's It's been a thing this year. There were question marks coming into the season. Can Russell Westbrook fit? with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. LeBron was the big question in terms of skill set. Does it even make sense to have a guy who likes to have the ball in his hands playing alongside LeBron? There was hope that, okay, talent might win out and supersede fit has not happened. And so now the question becomes, what do the Lakers do with him moving forward? We know they're going to try to use that $47 million expiring contract this summer. We're assuming he's going to pick up that player option for next season, all but guaranteed 47 million. It'll be expiring after next season. They'll try to put that out on the trade market, um, dress it up a little bit with some first round picks that they'll have available and see what they can do in terms of making a move. Uh, I would be... I wouldn't be surprised if it's hard for them to find a taker. Just that's still even with one year, that's a lot of money on the books. But I think at this point, even the Lakers would have to admit that the experiment simply hasn't worked. And so they've got to explore their options this summer in terms of moving on from Russell Westbrook. Trevor, I'm uh, contemplating live betting the Pelicans and the Lakers tonight. If there, is there anything that I should be looking for early in this game that's going to tell me, that's going to be predictive on how maybe this game goes? If anybody immediately steps in and contributes, or if there are some issues early on that can get worked out. How, guide me a little bit here. What I'm looking for at the Lakers out of the gate tonight. Yeah, I mean, in particular, we're going to be looking at what the starting lineup is for the Lakers because the Pelicans have gone with two bigs recently. They've been playing Jackson Hayes and Jonas Valanciunas. So what do the Lakers do to counter that? Since Anthony Davis is out, they've been relying on a bit more small ball. So does that mean that in order to try to match up, we see Dwight Howard starting once again, which he did in the last game against the Clippers? Or do the Lakers decide to throw a completely different style at the Pelicans and just start small with LeBron at the center spot and try to race them up and down the floor? Now, lately in the last 10 games the Lakers have dropped significantly in terms of pace they've been in the bottom third of the NBA in pace which on the season they're one of the fastest paced teams in the NBA and the Pelicans during this stretch where they've had relative success have also been a slower paced team so that's something that I'm going to be looking for as well and I think the starting lineup for the Lakers is going to be part of it you see them go small that's going to mean more possessions and they're going to be trying to race up and down the floor and beat the Pelicans that way if they go big I'm going to be looking for a slower pace game, which means less scoring opportunities for both sides. Very good insight right there, Trevor. You can follow Trevor on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. He is a host and a writer for LakerNation.com. And let's expand a little bit, Trevor, out to the entire Western Conference. And uh, I think it got even more interesting today with the Utah Jazz taking it to the Phoenix Suns in the Valley of the Sun. I mean, this the top of this conference to me looks really loaded. Obviously, you've got Phoenix. Phoenix at the top, Golden State starting to get healthier, Draymond practicing now. You've got the Utah Jazz that I just mentioned. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are really an exciting team, and they're really a thorn in the side of the Warriors, have been for, it seems like, a, th a few seasons now. A and then you've got Holden's Denver Nuggets as well, who with no, uh, you know, probably the MVP on their squad, they can certainly make some noise. What are your thoughts about this battle for the Western Conference Championship, and who do you like? Well, Holden, you got some great news if you're a Denver Nuggets fan about Michael Porter Jr. earlier today about him potentially now coming back. I mean, that's the team where 
if it we'll see. I mean, fingers crossed. I I always want to see players out there and healthy, but if he can get back out on the floor, that could definitely make a difference here for the Denver Nuggets. They could become that proverbial team that no one wants to see in round one if you get Jamal Murray back and healthy and Michael Porter Jr. back. But as you mentioned, the Phoenix Suns, I'm not too worried about them. They've been sitting at the top of the conference for a while. They've played incredible team basketball all season long. I think lately they're just they're missing Chris Paul. He's out dealing with the with the thumb injury. And so once he once he gets back and healthy, I fully expect them to pick right back up where they left off. And they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. The Golden State Warriors as well. That's another team that once Draymond is back and healthy, they're going to be difficult to deal with. But I do think that while they are probably the top two and there is a tier break between probably the Suns and the Warriors and then the Warriors and everybody else, I still think you've got enough firepower in the West where it could make things really interesting. The Memphis Grizzlies, like you said, they've been a lot of fun. They're going to be difficult to deal with, especially when John Morant really gets going. He is a ton of fun to watch. But then you've got the Utah Jazz, who had experience last year in the playoffs. They've got this kind of issue where they they tend to flame out come playoff time. Is this year the year they finally break that streak? So while I look at the West and you see, okay, you've got Phoenix and you've got the Golden State Warriors at the top, I think there's enough teams that could give them problems that it's going to be a really intriguing Western Conference playoffs. I don't know that there's any one team that I can say, oh, clearly this team is just going to steamroll everybody and cruise to the finals. I think it's going to be a really exciting Western playoffs. I agree with you, Trevor. I think uh, it is going to be a very interesting Western Conference tournament. I've got just about 20 seconds left. Real quick, who do you like out of the Eastern Conference? The East is tough. It's going to be a, it's going to be a dogfight, but I've got my eye on the Philadelphia 76ers with James Harden in there. They've looked tremendous since he came on board, and that combination of Harden and Joel Embiid, they're going to shoot about a million free throws a night. That's going to be tough to stop. <laughs> You're right about that. Uh, I, I didn't even think of that. You're right. That's going to be a lot of free throws for the Philadelphia 76ers. Great stuff, Trevor. Enjoy the Laker game tonight, and uh, we'll do it again soon, my friend. Thank you. Sounds great. All right. That is Trevor Lane. Again, follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. He'll be covering the Warrior, or excuse me, the Lakers and the Pelicans this evening. They will tip off at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern time. The Lakers just a very short favorite in the game. The total at 223. We'll come back with some updates on the College Hardwood and the Association when we return inside the Beeson Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Nebraska ball, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Wow. 79 to 50 leading Penn State and uh, trying to uh, put them out of their misery. Still seven minutes, about seven and a half minutes left for the Nittany Lions to uh, bear this. 79 to 50 again in favor of Nebraska. They were 10 point underdogs on the road heading into this game, a 29 point advantage, and they are 24 and a half point favorites in the live market. Your live total at 155 and a half. We've got NBA getting ready to tip off at the top of the hour and we've got some games underway as we speak the Detroit Pistons tra- or excuse me leading the Charlotte Hornets by a point 67-66 Charlotte closed as double digit favorites in this game having lost uh, eight of their last 10 ball games and still laying double digits at home to the Pistons they trail by one point they are a four and a half point favorite in the live market with your total at 223.5 
223.5. The Los Angeles Clippers and the Houston Rockets. The Rockets also a big underdog tonight, hanging on to a slim lead here with seven and a half minutes left in the third quarter. 59 to 57 in favor of Houston, and they are a two and a half point underdog in the live market. 211 and a half for your total. And then finally, the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. And sure enough, Holden, the Dallas Mavericks have started to make a game of this. They currently trail by just nine points, 50 to 41. Still six minutes left in the second quarter. So pretty high scoring pace here for the Golden State Warriors and the Dallas Mavericks. 50 to 41 in favor of the Warriors. They are seven and a half point favorites in the live market. And your total, Holden, it closed prior to tip off at 218 in the live market, we're up to 226 and a half. Yeah, and it should be. Like, like I said, it was just going to be a positive regression. It's the worst <laughs> term ever, and I can't think of anything better to say than it, though. It's kind problem. of an oxymoron, so right? Brady. Yeah, it's a complete ox. It's jumbo shrimp. It's positive regression. <laughs> but again, uh, this the, the Mavericks weren't going to score 48 points in this game. So it was only a matter of time before they got it back into it. Doncic uh, trying to get into his groove, too. Uh, on the other side, we know the Warriors can just fill it up even without Klay Thompson tonight, right? So lack of defense. And uh, Donch is actually off to a little bit of a slow start, two of six uh, for 10 points. So I could see the Mavericks turn it on. Again, I think it's a little bit too late to get in on that total. I don't know how much more, how much higher it'll go. But when we discussed it earlier, that was probably, we we're talking about halftime, right? Uh, more like the first quarter was the time to get in on the over on the total. Well, now it's plummeted back down a little bit, down to 222 and a half. And now I see that and it goes back up to 224 and a half. But I, I would probably, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 222. I said earlier in the program, if it got back to 218, I would definitely jump in. But uh, I, I, I really don't want to go over 226 and a half. That is the very highest we have seen so far during the course of this first half in San Francisco. Uh, I want to uh, get into some NBA futures markets as far as like player and coaches awards we've got the mvp market of course one of your guys up there in denver is a big part of that picture in Jokic, and then you've also got coach of the year some of the futures uh for that market there but i want to before that um get into just an nba futures conversation and not from a macro sense we just talked about that with our last guest but i want to ask you about one team that i've been talking about this week that i find very puzzling and that is the Brooklyn Nets. They opened the season as basically the favorite to win the NBA championship at a little better than 2-1, to one, plus 225. They're still not that far off being the very favorite or the shortest in the market to win the championship at about 6-1. to one. But Holden, I don't know about you, I'm not buying it. I just do not think that this team, when they get all their pieces back together, Ben Simmons still not in action as he recovers. Kevin Durant has been out, and he's expected to return maybe in another week or so. Kyrie, you know, when is he going to be able to play? When won't he be able to play? You know, until when they do eventually get all their pieces together, I am not a believer that they can just magically turn it around and go win a championship. I don't understand why their so, odds are still yeah, so short. Yeah, I listen, I like it too. I think people are just, I actually like it because I think people are just shoveling money out there saying there's still a chance. There's still a chance. Kind of <laughs> like the Lakers and their price. You know that the Lakers are a popular team. People are going to just keep throwing money. That's why the number is where it is. But with all this being said, um, yeah, Durant's probably coming back next week. Kyrie, they're thinking he's going to be able to play home games. They're hoping that he could do it before 
the end of the season, because while New York lifted the mandate, the NBA has not lifted it as of yet. But at least looks like it's trending the right direction. And we don't even know if Ben Simmons is playing. Now it's a back issue. So think about this. Durant, fine. He's great. Kyrie, great. But now we're just going to throw two guys together. We have not seen Kyrie play many games this year. He's still a very good player, but we're not 100% sure he's going to be able to play in the home games. We think so, but we're not there. Who's the third guy now? And then I look at the rest of the conference, the Celtics, the Nets, the Sixers, the Bulls. It's just, <laughs> it's going to be hell for them to roll through this. So I'm with you. I have nothing on a Nets future here. Uh, the price I get just because I think people still are betting them and they're looking at the possibility of Kyrie coming back with Simmons, with Durant. You're just throwing these three guys together. To me, last year was their shot to do it. They'll probably have another shot next year. The Sixers are the other team if we're getting micro. Embiid, Harden, Embiid's playing great. Harden is here too, had a triple-double in that last game. But these are two guys. It seems like they've messed, they've meshed very quickly. Let's take a day, deep breath back and see and see how that goes going forward. But I'm with you on the Nets, man. I just don't get it. You wonder if here at Circa, this is something that, that they offer in a lot of different markets. You wonder if there's a uh, yes, no, where you can bet the no on the Nets not to win the NBA championship is probably up. And I'm sure it's probably pretty expensive, but uh, might be worth a look uh, while that number to win it is still relatively low. All right, let's look at the MVP odds for the MVP or excuse me for the NBA. And Joel Embiid is the shortest shot in the market. Market at plus 135 and your guy Nikola Jokic is the second choice at plus 275 Anta is at four to one DeMar DeRozan I know he's been getting some love as of late he is at 11 to one and I don't think Steph Curry at 16 to one or Ja Morant at 18 to one are, are the worst bets you could make either yeah I think at this point for me personally Giannis is still in the mix Curry is kind of in the mix it's a two-man race. It's Embiid, and at that price, I'm not hitting it. And then it's Jokic, who should be the MVP. I don't know if the writers want to give it to him back-to-back. -back. They also, you look at the East Coast, Embiid's putting up 40-point nights. He's doing this. He's doing that. The Sixers are the sexy team. And the Nuggets are not a sexy team. Now, am I biased? Absolutely. But I can also use numbers here. And the other thing is the Sixers fans, all I ever hear from the Sixers fans, He's so much better defensively than Jokic is. No, he isn't anymore. He's not that much better. I'm just looking at defensive efficiency. Embiid's 19th, Jokic is 21st. Great story about Jokic, by the way. Draymond Green had a radio show, and he was ripping Jokic about how bad his defense was. Jokic, it got back to him. The next year, he goes up to Draymond Green. He says, thanks for saying that because I got better defensively. And even Draymond's saying, this guy's great defensively now. So he's right there on par with him. When Jokic is out of the game, the Nuggets are worse than the Detroit Pistons. When Jokic is on the floor now, some people are going to go, what are you talking about? The efficiency of this team, as good as they have been with Jokic on the floor, they're up there with the 98 Bulls, okay? Now, Jokic didn't play in 48 minutes a game, so they're not that good. But if you just look at it, Jokic, number four in offensive rating, Embiid, 61st. There's so many stats I could throw out at you. There's no question if you adopt advanced numbers, and really if you just look at it,
basic, just basic numbers. Jokic is the most valuable player in the league. I know he doesn't look like the prototypical most valuable player. I know he doesn't play like the most uh, prototypical most valuable player, but he is the most valuable player in the league. I won't, I won't sit here and say it's the wrong choice to go with Joel Embiid. I just think you're off the mark. Go look at the numbers and see what Jokic is doing. I also think it's going to hurt him a little bit with Harden there. If Harden continues to put up triple doubles, like how much is Embiid really valuable to that team compared to James Harden? For me, it's Jokic. I and it's still not a, it's not a great bet though. I'm looking at what 270 plus 270. When I got in, it was around 650. I don't honestly at this point don't think either one of those guys are great bets. If Jokic can drop back maybe to the three and a half to one range plus 350, then I'd look at it. But if you're looking for a nice little payday, you're going to have to go somewhere else. I, I think you make a good point there, Holden, that uh, Jokic may have the advantage because of the addition of James Harden taking a little bit of the spotlight away from Joel Embiid. I think that makes sense. And conversely, as you have illustrated with the Denver Nuggets, it's really Jokic and nobody else until Jamal Murray comes back if and when he does. And Michael Porter Jr., apparently he's back in the mix now. There, there's nobody to take the shine off of this star for this team. He is clearly the most valuable player if you look at it that way yeah and again I think it's close but the best player in the world at basketball does everything better than everybody else and you put it together Nikola Jokic straight from Denver Holden Kushner going with Nikola Jokic for the NBA MVP hope you cash that ticket at better than six to one we'll be right back with more of the VEASAN Bet Center At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. 
Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, on every key team, conference, and player to watch. From the favorites to the potential Cinderella's, sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to vsin through april the 5th for only 19 dollars. it's available at vsin.com slash madness brady cannon and holden kushner here with you for one more segment before we pass the baton and continue the sports betting information here at vsin i am live from the circa resort and casino holden is up uh, joining us via Denver, Colorado, and we'll talk about those Denver Nuggets here in a little bit as they get ready to take on the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. Want to continue the NBA conversation. We were talking about the futures market for NBA MVP, and I want to just touch briefly on Coach of the Year. It, it may only be about a three-man race right now. Monty Williams of the yeah. Phoenix Suns is your favorite, and a pretty heavy price if you want to bet on him at minus 300. Now, J.B. Bickerstaff, who has really turned things around with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's the second choice at plus 325. And then finally, Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies at plus 600. Billy Donovan with the Bulls at 7-1. to Eric Spolstra 9-1. to Steve Kerr at 20-1. Uh, Holden, I'll ask you who you like here and uh, give me your opinion, but I want to first point out I, I'm a little shocked by the price on Monty Williams because oftentimes the coach of the year goes to a guy who kind of exceeds expectations and you know takes a team from next to nothing and turns their season around. The Phoenix Suns just went to the finals last year, so I am a little surprised that Monty Williams is such a heavy favorite. I mean, they've won 80% of their games, and I think that's the big thing. And the other thing that might not have heard of his odds, did you see this where um, it was Thursday's game against Oklahoma City? It was snowing. The guy goes in a snowstorm. He drives seven hours <laughs> to get to the game so he doesn't miss. So he's obviously very dedicated to it, but I get it. Like, this is a massive number, right? And I think you and I are on kind of the same page with J.B. Bickerstaff because the Cavaliers, there were no expectations of the Cavaliers. The way these young players have progressed throughout the season and for them to be, what, fourth in the playoff race in the East with all those other teams, personally, I would take Bickerstaff, but I understand where they're coming from with Williams given that that team is, is at an 8.03 win percentage. But maybe Bickerstaff is not a bad play going forward because – Chris Paul's out. The Warriors are playing better. And if the Suns don't win the conference, then I think Bickerstaff is the guy to put money on. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, who would get my money as well. Jenkins for the Grizzlies might be just a little bit too far removed, as great as a season as they've had. And I think you also have to give him a lot of credit for getting this team to play hard every night. I mean, the Grizzlies just seem to lay it all out on the floor night in and night out. And you don't see that out of every single NBA team. But I think I'd be with you on Bickerstaff at plus 325 because you go back to the Cavaliers. This team, even early on in the season, the first week or two of the season they were like 70 to 1 to win their division and this guy has the team where they are now to me that is a bigger deal the turnaround than what Monty Williams as good as he is I really love him as a coach the turnaround for me I think speaks to the award more so that's what I think it is and, and again that's why I say this I think 
The number, the price is a little heavy on Monty right now, just for the sole fact that to me, given what this team did last year and given the talent that they have this year, if the Warriors or any other team ends up passing them, I would have a hard time giving him the award. That team has been great. It really has. He's a terrific coach. But I'm looking at what Bickerstaff has done to this point, and nobody, I mean nobody, had the Cavaliers where they are right now. All right, Holden, we've got the Dallas Mavericks and Golden State Warriors in the locker room for halftime, and the live total has now dipped below where it was prior to tip-off. It closed at 218 before this game began. Now we're at 214 and a half. Very interesting, possibly, for a second half over the total bet. Um, I kind of liked over from the outset of this game. They had a very high-scoring first quarter, but now they're on a little bit of an under pace here. What are your thoughts about possibly looking towards the total in the second half? I mean, if you like the, if you like the over before the game, we're getting a better number I don't know what's really telling you not to make that bet with the exception. Possibly it's a blowout, but it was a 13-point deficit for the Mavericks in that first quarter, and they kind of withstood that and are at least in striking range 12 down. I don't have a play on this game, but anytime you get a better number at halftime as opposed to pregame, I think you got to at least investigate it. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors up 60-48 to at the break, and the blowout factor is certainly something you and I discussed to be weary of. Uh, The Los Angeles Clippers falling right now to the Houston Rockets, 77-72. They've got just about a minute left there in the third quarter in Houston. And the Charlotte Hornets have finally taken the lead over the Detroit Pistons. This is probably about the first time they've had the lead all game, and we are just about to tip off the fourth quarter, 84-82 Charlotte out in front of Detroit. They are a five and a half point favorite in the live market. All right, Holden, you of course have had experience with uh, MLB Network and you're a big baseball fan. You and I both really into baseball and it's kind of been a tough road to hoe for baseball fans here uh, for the last couple of years. Of course, we had a reduced season because of COVID and now you have the lockout and you have these meetings going on all week where we're hearing reports that nothing is really getting done. Nothing that is a major issue issue anyway they have made some accomplishments on some smaller issues that are frankly not going to get baseball back anytime soon they have to get over the big hurdles before that's going to happen but give us your latest thoughts and an update on what's going on with baseball and when we might be able to see some action yeah uh, no formal proposals that were exchanged here the two sides still have not come to agreement they are still far apart on a number of key issues the owners earlier said if they don't have a deal done By February 28th, at the end of day, then they're not going to play opening day. I have a hard time thinking that the owners are just going to say, okay, well, that was was an arbitrary number. They got to stick to their guns. I fully expect tomorrow for no deal to be done. Once again, it's nice to see at least the two sides realize that time is running out. So they're meeting with each other every single day. You would think that would help. I do not see them coming to an agreement on tomorrow. I'm not buying anybody that's a mouthpiece for the owners saying that there's a chance that it gets done because the players are still livid. They're not happy about this. They are very, I would say they're not even that much closer to a deal than they were two weeks ago. There's just some chasms between the two sides at this point. And I would get ready. I would get ready for not having opening day on March 31st. I just, again, this is my opinion. It's an educated opinion. I don't think this season starts on time. 
And I think that's probably a good bet. Basically, tomorrow, Monday, February 28th, is uh, kind of the written-in-sand deadline uh, that they say will very much impact the chance of getting baseball started on March 31st, as was originally planned. But, you know, Holden, we discussed this topic a little earlier in the show, and I I thought, you know, your assessment, your guess on when things might actually happen was kind of positive. I I felt, you know, maybe that showed a little hope at least for me, because if they're not going to make opening day and as much of a standstill as it seems that they have been at during these meetings, I thought I thought maybe we're looking at a month or six weeks, but you felt maybe, maybe you know, a couple weeks is all that we would see as far as a delay. Uh, I think that's enough to turn a lot of fans off, especially after the lack of spring trainings the last couple of years, the COVID issues, couldn't even go to games a couple of years ago. We finally got back last year. Now they're going to take it away from us. Yeah, it's it's just going to be on the back burner. There's other people. There's other things people want to spend their money on. And I'll also say this: uh, attendance is horrible in April, especially in the outdoor cold weather cities. You know, New York, Boston, Chicago, a lot of those towns. And I think the owners. This is just my perspective. I think the owners realize that. And if they're going, the month that they're going to lose the least amount of money is going to be April, which why I don't think they're in as much of a rush to get a deal done as they should be. All right, my friend, that is going to do it for the VEASAN Bet Center. Great working with you, Holden. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And uh, congratulations on cashing that ticket with the Nebraska Cornhuskers. They make it a final over Penn State, 93-70. to Nebraska gets their second conference win of the season. Detroit trailing Charlotte, 86-82. Maybe Charlotte will actually cover this game. They closed as 10-point favorites. The Houston Rockets still out in front trying to pull the upset over the Los Angeles Clippers, 80-74, to the score there, and the Golden State Warriors again at the halftime break with the Dallas Mavericks leading that one 60-48. Next up, it is the Hardwood Handicapper with our NBA man, Jonathan Von Tobel. He'll be keeping you up to date on all the action going on, previewing the games coming up a little later this evening and get you started for next week in the association as well. For Holden Kushner, I am Brady Cannon, and this is VEASAN Bet Center. Have a great Sunday night, everybody. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.